It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. BYU should absolutely join the AAC. Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to another edition of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck here. UConn leaves the AAC, and now uh, there's an open spot. They want to fill the spot. They have to fill the spot because it makes their football schedule not balance out. It makes everything odd, so they need another team. And here's here's BYU wandering off in the wilderness in uh, independence and probably the very best option to go to the um, AAC. And there's kind of like, what are you thinking? Why would oh, you ever want dude. to join that conference? What a win-win. A win for the AAC, right? I mean, a, gr- a great uh, backing that BYU has, the media power it brings to the table, the fan base it brings to the table, the fans travel well at every location. I mean, the credibility and status of BYU – it's a win for the AAC, and it's huge for BYU. Tom Homo should be on the phone right now working this deal out and hunting this thing down. Okay, when you say BYU travels well, yeah, uh, they're, they're going to have to because all of the teams in the school – I'm sorry, all of the teams in the conference are um, – they're kind of – well, they're kind of on the east coast of the conference. Or the – I'm sorry – um, the the east coast of the country. Great news for BYU. Well, all, all your away games are far, far away. Well, okay, the road games are a little tougher to play, but that's the same for them, too. They've got to all travel. UCF has to travel to Provo, and the Florida boys come into 4,500 feet in elevation, and um, Lavelle Edwards Stadium is a tough place to play. So I think uh, it evens out. Okay, so I, li- I like the travel. I, I can I like make it. an argument for why there's some value in the travel. Well, I got a and, huge I mean, that, argument. So one, so, so one thing is none of the teams are in the West. So you don't have that natural rivalry where you, you – like if you were – if you had the Utah-BYU, the proximity, or you have um, Colorado, Colorado State or Air Force or, or Wyoming, it's kind of those intermountain West teams, San Diego State – so there's no one around like like you're looking at Tulsa or Memphis or or uh Cincinnati. I mean they're all kind right. of in the middle part of the part of the country or they're kind of down in Texas, middle part of the country and and back in the east and uh, of course University of Central Florida is there. So yeah. so there's so there, so there's a little bit of concern with that. But from my perspective, I, I think positive. I think it's it's a good thing because you have you have your games on the road. Uh-huh. You're, you're going to have you're going to get the national exposure early on in the day. So you're going to be in the conversation of the college conversation. football all day long, all where, day long, all year long. Yeah, it's unlike like, Independence, where you're in the conversation for one week in a town and they never talk about you again. You know, BYU's so you gotta, at East Carolina. 
and and they give the score. They give the yeah. score at halftime, and they're like BYU's leading uh, East Carolina now. So I think I think that's a good thing, but the other side of it, I like even better, because now every home game, people have to travel a long way, and I think that's a great thing, and it gives BYU an advantage. Yeah. So you get the media exposure. Of the uh, East Coast. Of the, of the East, East Coast. States. But you also get the difficulty uh, schedule of having all those teams. Yeah. Because it's really important. If, if BYU is going to do this, Jason, they have to dominate. Like, they go out and win like, that conference. They have to win the conference. Why they have to become you imagine BYU the, the power and the relevance of that conference. UCF. Look what a Cinderella UCF has become. Right, that's like the BYU. It's in not the even 80s. a Cinderella anymore. They're they're talked about as a top right. fifteen program, and they're the going country. to a New Year's Day Bowl. Yes. So now BYU puts themselves in a situation to be in a New Year's Day Bowl hunt again, legitimately, and and get the recognition and a and a great conference behind them and all the Eastern press and the votes instead of being on this uh, top one hundred, not having anybody. Now you're going to have the support of a conference behind you. And you're going to have start having players pop up in the top 100 list here, you know, preseason. And you're going to get the recognition. You're going to start being in the hunt for some, you know, maybe a Heisman Trophy and Outland Trophy winner again like we were in the old days, which they're not in the hunt for now. But you know what, honestly, Scott, you got to think of the bonus of the church mission, right? And that is, you know, there was a big uptick in conversions back in the national championship year because of the worldwide recognition BYU got and the press they got, you know, on the national championship year. And now you're out there and you're in the conversation in all these Midwest, Eastern, you know, cities and press week in, week out, year round, traveling out there. And the recognition that gives to BYU and the church, honestly, in what we – that's one of the, the bonuses we want from this, right? I mean, that's just the fact of it. And it, it helps BYU and what they're trying to do and what the church is trying to do and get get us out there in the great press and, and in the East and Houston, you know, and Cincinnati and places like that. I think it's just a fantastic opportunity to solve BYU's problems right now, get the recognition, be in the football conversation again, the national football conversation again, which they're not. Can you imagine they'll be talking about them on Center again, when it comes down to the end of the season and the conference championship hunts and the bowl game hunts. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back uh, more on why BYU should join the AAC. Because a lot of people are like, this is a slap in the face. We should never do this. What? Welcome back to Rivals. Uh, you have University of Central Florida, Cincinnati, East Carolina, University of Houston, Memphis, South Florida, Southern Methodist, Temple, Tulane, Tulsa, and Wichita State. That's the AAC. So the, the one team that's out is is Connecticut. And, and what's the Navy in there, right? Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Navy's, it, Navy's in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So – um, Love it. Here's the thing. People hear those names and they, they really, I mean, recently you go, okay, Central Florida's kind of started to pick it up, but you, you don't typically say football powers, right? Uh, it's, it's, become a, it's become a respectable yeah. conference. Yeah. There's no question. And from top to bottom, no. 
that not all the teams are the same, but that's that's how it is in every conference. Yeah, it, it, it's the, yeah. So so this is the argument in all this, Jason, is that that it, it's it's taking a step backwards. It's we've worked we've worked really hard to create this BYU football brand because really this is a this is a BYU football com- conversation. Yeah, the other sports, in fact, uh, recent and this was dead, right? It came. This came. This story came out, and it kind of died, and and then all of a sudden it's picked back up again, and they said, you know, maybe maybe there there might be some validity to. Um, BYU joining the conference, and really, what it is is it's the other the other issue is so it's a knock downward, but it's also it's also a, a cut in pay, and that that's the other part of this because the con- the contract between ESPN and and BYU is actually a pretty decent thing. It it makes it it makes it palatable for BYU financially to live in independence with its relationship with ESPN. So if there's some way to kind of segue that into a conference, which I don't think, I don't think ESPN would necessarily oppose that. It's not impossible, but it's certainly Boise it's cer- State got a better deal right. coming back into the Mountain West. It's certainly they leveraged that whole yeah. thing of the Big East. It's certainly that kind of um, discussion. Yeah, but I I firmly believe, and it and it's hinged on this one thing: you have to dominate, right? You can't you can't come in. And just and and just be average. If if BYU can dominate the conversation, but there's there's also another side to this, where like the AAC is they're in a bind. They need that twelfth team, right? Okay, they have to have it. So they because uh, some of the some of the issues with BYU is a perception issue. BYU is an intolerant university to you know. Um, all of the social issues. Oh, in yeah, our, when you're our talking country. about the academia getting involved. And yeah, and now they're and, and, and that was a big right. There's and that was a big part of the whole uh, Big Twelve. You know, we're not ready for BYU kind of thing. So, yeah. so in That's my always mind, be an issue for BYU, right? So owning it for me isn't just on the football field. It's like it's like look, we're in this conference here, the AAC, and people actually like us. We're not yeah. what you really th- perceived us to be. And so BYU has an opportunity to do some, and I know people at BYU don't think this way, but but to change the perception of maybe how things really are at BYU, because I think there's a there's a concerted effort to be to um, let people know that there is tolerance for people of all persuasions and all you know all all those different things. Right. So that's the one side of owning it, because the ultimate goal is to get into a Power Five conference. Ultimately, so, so but, and, and the drawback right now is that the perception at BYU is that it's not a fit culturally with some of these conferences. So change that culture, but also change it on the field and go, look, we're we're dominating and we're we're that perfect fit for your conference. You know, we're we're a football we're a football power where we are. And so it 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 just it cuts out any debate. Yeah, you know, sell it's, it's themselves like are very no, much like there's no other there's yeah. there's no other team you would want because no. if they don't play well then they go well why not have a why not have a UCF instead of you why you right. you know I mean you're not even very good at you're not even very good at football so so owning it is really important for own BYU. it own who you are and BYU is very like unto the military academies I in my opinion when they do it right I mean with a slight slight tweak to it but we're different than everybody else. And BOU has to recruit differently than everybody else. And there's a little bit of a hindrance to BOU's recruiting because of 
the character morality issues that BYU recruits so strongly. But when we when I played at BYU, man, I we prided ourselves on that Air Force game back when Air Force was ranked fourth in the nation, top ten in the nation. Yeah. You know, Bart Weiss. I mean, I, man, they had some great teams and beat Notre Dame. And we're like that great that game of the year back then when I was playing was that. Air Force Academy. I love that right. game because those guys brought it. They were disciplined. They were a little undersized, but man, you knew Air Force is going to bring it every geek play. Right. And they were undersized, but character and discipline and effort, you know, all that thing they represented. I'm like, you know, BYU falls in that category when they do it right, in my opinion, with a slight tweak to it as BYU, but they're unique. And I think they bring so much to the table for the AAC. They can sell themselves, get a good package. I go back to our 1985 season when the whole nation was looking at us after the national championship, and we had three Power Five games to start the year. When you look back on it, Boston College had just won the Cotton Bowl. We got them in the kickoff classic. Then we have US, um, UCLA in the opening ESPN game back then. Then we have Washington on CBS on Saturday afternoon. I mean, we open up with three Power Five games and then go into conference play. Right, you you get that kind of a season going again with BYU, where you get a couple of big national credibility games, knock them off, and win a conference like UCF, like the uh, AAC. Man, they will be, and they go to a New Year's Day bowl like the Fiesta Bowl. You know, the press. I don't. I don't care. If, honestly, I don't care if we get into a Power Five conference. Maybe it happens, but let's just say academia hates our guts so bad across the nation with all the. Per- bigotry against BYU, because we know it exists, whether they say it publicly or not. If they don't ever let us into a P5, fine. Let's own the G5. Let's own it and be a thorn in the side of the Power Five forever, filling up a pack in a stadium down here, winning conference championships, and popping into a New Year's Day Bowl every once in a while. I think it's a, that's a great situation for BYU. And end of the season, uh, winner, winner wins the conference between the University of Central Florida and BYU, beats the heck out of playing UMass or Liberty yeah. late in the year. Beats I mean, the it's heck just, out it's of it. a whole it. lot better conversation. And you're in the football conversation yeah. nationally, and you're getting you know accolades to players, and players are up for All-American and the big awards again, and you have all this attention coming upon BYU, and that's what the church wants. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's that, you, you UConn, that conversation. UConn leaving the uh, conference really gift-wrapped, a beautiful a present great opportunity for BYU, and, and they would be absolutely foolish don't, not to take don't it. Don't drink the Tom Co- no. Homo Kool-Aid. It'd Just be foolish not to take it. Go, go after this. All right, this round of rivals is over. And we're off to our corners. He's Jason Buck. That's Scott Mitchell. We are powered by kslsports.com. You can find us on Facebook at The Rivals Podcast, Twitter at The Rivals Show. Until then, we'll catch you soon.